Jazz Experience, Season 2. Let's go! Thanks for joining us for Season 2. Join the conversation with Nat, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. Uh, today's episode is a little different than than usual, as our nation is in a different time than usual. Uh, we sit here in the studio on this Blackout Tuesday, uh, which we both participated in, mm-hmm. uh, just knowing that our nation is going through one of its roughest times. I mean, we went from a pandemic now into rioting, pain, protest, hurt. Uh, so many different things going on in this nation. And we wanted to take time to kind of share our heart. It just uh, It's not going to be your typical episode. Matter of fact, it won't be your 30, 40 minute, maybe even hour episode because we want to encourage you to use that time for something different. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. You know, we feel the need on this episode today is we, we would allow as many of you guys have been with us for season one and season two, and maybe some of you are, are listening to the episode for the first time. But we would really love to speak to you from a from really a place of a father and mother, not seeing that we're your father and mother by any means. But we do believe that there are fathers and mothers in our nation, and when they speak, there it's a it's just a different conversation. Yeah. It's a different uh, posture perspective, and we would love to speak to you from that area. And even just you know, even uh, today, at some point today, me and Des are going to be talking to our kids about what's going on in our nation. Uh, as a father and mother, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, there is so much pain. And I, I just want to let you know my background. Many of you guys don't know fully my background. When I came into the kingdom, I experienced racism towards me and my family uh, in the church that yeah. we came into. And Des was, uh, you know, after a while, kind of found out about that and yeah. and uh, seen it first. I mean, what would you think about that? You know, just to be honest, we grew up in a city, Stockton, California, if you don't know, it's probably one of the most diverse ethnically in our nation, I would say. Yeah, Um, it's a melting pot. So I am going to be extremely honest with you. You know, we, we, Matt got saved in the church I grew up at. So I was a little ignorant. I really was. I did not see it because, (laughs) probably because I was a white girl, that I had no reason to see it at that time. You know, I had relationship with so many different kinds of people and I just wasn't an issue in my life. And so later on, you know, when Matt and I started dating and he told me about some of these situations, I was a, actually kind of shocked. I really yeah. honestly was shocked. And so I was like, wow, am I, was I living under a rock? Like I really didn't realize, you know, that it was so prevalent even in the church. I grew up at. And one of the things I really appreciate that Des did, and many of you guys know, we are a, a interracial couple. I'm a Hispanic and Des is a Caucasian, or I don't want to say white. Is white the proper word? That's I don't fine. even know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and she just understood. She, You know, what? one of the things that she did, and I think it's a lesson for our nation right now, she listened. She just listened to me. And, you know, there's something about the power of listening. When somebody has a story, when they have pain, one of the best things that we can do is listen. And, you know, she did that. And I, I would say this, guys, I I have so many mixed emotions right now. Yeah. And it, it's really hard to even get all my thoughts together right now, what's going on in our nation. 
But, you know, one of the things that helped me when I first came into the church and I experienced racism, I didn't know any better. I wanted to knock the hell out of somebody. I wanted somebody to feel my pain. I had so much pain in my heart already. So it just brought my pain, which seemed to, you know, it brought my pain some purpose for the meantime. Like, all right, you're going to do this to me. Well, this is what I'm going to do. But I realized what happened and where I didn't allow it to affect me. Mm. You know, I came into church and I already had some racism in me. I'm Mm. telling you, as an Hispanic, I did not like white people. Yeah. I'm just being honest because that's what was taught, not from my parents, but in the culture I grew up in. Right. In Stockton, you know, you know, the, you know, white people have taken all our privilege. They've taken all our like this is what I was embedded in. And so if that's all, you know, then you just go by what you've learned. But yet it was when I came into the kingdom, I'm just this is just raw. I'm telling you guys raw right now. When I came into the kingdom, the first person to hug me in my family was an African-American man by the name of Darwin mm-hmm. Benjamin. Yeah. And it was the first time I felt love. Wow. And then. A Caucasian man preached the gospel to us and loved us like never before. A man named Donnie Moore, who was Caucasian, cared enough to tell me and my family about the love of God. And my whole family was changed. And it changed my perspective of how I saw Caucasians. And then in the midst of that, God brought fathers into my life. See, as an orphan, when you have pain... You want other people to feel your pain. But when I was adopted into the kingdom and came into a family, my family was adopted into a kingdom family, my perspective began to change because I realized there's something more out there that is going to help me. And these fathers and mothers came into my life, babe, and they gave my pain real purpose because they helped me see things in a different light. And uh, you know, what they really did is they brought leadership, they brought structure, they brought healing. Like they really listened to me. Even in the midst, I had leaders over here, I had some leaders that were saying racial jokes to me. I experienced racism. I experienced it. But then I had family over here. Darwin Benjamin, Donnie Moore, Sean Smith, these ones that became family and they begin to see the orphan inside of me that wanted to rise up, that wanted to fight. And they began to speak truth into me. And it began to heal me. It gave my pain a purpose. It was the first time in life where my pain had purpose. And I realized my pain had purpose because fathers and mothers, that's what the role is. Their role is to help sons and daughters heal the pain and give their pain purpose. So good. You know, I, I feel that so strong right now because I feel like, you know, I remember when we first started out in ministry on the college campus. Here I am, you know, this, you know, white girl that grew up in the suburbs and lived a pretty good life. But thank God I did not have a family that modeled racism. Mm-hmm. I it, I didn't. And I'm so thankful for that. And so, but at the same time, we started in ministry and here we are, we're ministering to every kind of person on a junior college campus that you can think of. I mean, to a a Wiccan warlock, to, you know, a homosexual, to every ethnicity and color that, you know, like I said, 
our our city was super is super diverse. Yeah. And so but when I would approach and and pray for different ones, there would oftentimes be a thought in my mind or a hesitation like well I don't know how to relate to them because I haven't gone through what they've gone through and there was a lot of times even like a guilt or a shame that I would come under and feeling I'm not adequate enough mm-hmm. to be able to minister to them in yeah. their time of need in their pain but I wanted to yeah and so I really had to go on this journey with the Lord breaking out of that because what Jesus had to get me to understand was you don't have to have gone what they've gone through, but I'm the greatest relator <sighs> there is. And yep. what your posture needs to be is they need to be heard. Yeah, You need to listen to their pain yeah. and love the hell out of them and model what a kingdom mother is. Yeah. And here I am in my 20s. I, I didn't know what I was doing. But if that's all I knew, that's exactly what they needed. That's exactly what they needed. That's so good. You know, um, we understand that Jesus is our model for everything. And we don't understand that his encounter with the woman at the well is really something that can minister to us right now. He comes to a woman, and many people don't know the backstory, but Jesus being a Jew, the woman being Samaritan, there was racism between these different classes of society. Right. And it was bad. On top of that, not only was there racism, but there was gender issues. Mm-hmm. A, a man, a Jewish man, doesn't talk to a Samaritan woman. Yet Jesus goes to the well on assignment. And begins to have a conversation with dealing with the pain of what this woman's dealt with. The rejection of of not only the racism, the rejection of even some of her life in multiple relationships. She has relational pain. The fact that a man would talk to a woman, yet Jesus broke every barrier to listen to this woman. He listened And he did something so profound, which I I really believe we can listen to. It's a game changer right now, is the fact that not only did he listen, he was able to separate her pain and give her answers. Yeah, that's good. You know, we've always said that the two quickest ways to influence is either to solve a problem or remove somebody's pain. And I think right now, if I could just speak to the listener as a father, Yes, the world needs solutions, but solutions aren't going to mean anything until we first help remove their pain. If we can help remove somebody's pain and we can just give some practical things right now, we need to listen. Mm -hmm. It's not a time to speak. It's a time to listen. We need to be able to listen to our brothers and sisters out there who feel hurt, who feel pain. The thing is, in the kingdom, we start with listening, then we bring solutions. So just the fact that we're listening doesn't mean we just stop there. Because if you listen without eventually helping to together discover solutions, then we're moving in sympathy, not compassion. Because the best sympathy can offer is saying, oh, I'm listening, I hear you, I feel you. But it doesn't offer change. It doesn't offer solutions. 
And so one of the things I believe that we can do position ourselves right now is learn how to listen. Look for some, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member. Look to dialogue with somebody who's not like you, who's a different color, a different race, a different background. Be intentional to just listen to their story and try to feel their pain. And in the midst of that, call on the Lord for wisdom and strategy. And I could tell you that wisdom many times is very practical, mm-hmm. very practical. So we want to encourage you to reach out somebody. Do what you feel like, you know, the worst thing we could do. I've talked to so many friends, even at church, and some people feel like, I don't know what to do. Because I, I, I agree, but yeah, I don't know what to do. So I don't, it's, I feel paralyzed. I mean, what is some practical that you would suggest right now you for know, the listener to do? You know, I know a lot of people are, are posting things on social media and, that, yeah. and that's good. That's that's great. That's an, one way to get your voice out there. And I think that's, that's a really good avenue to do that. Um, but I would say go further than that, that, you know, like, like you were saying, babe, it's reach out to your friends, reach out yeah. to the ones that check on them, see how they're doing during this time process, listen, let them process with you. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think we assume people are doing that or have people to do that with, but I really feel like not everyone does. And so, you know, check on your friends, check on those that, you know, your black brothers and sisters, yeah. see how they're doing right now. Yep. You know, this is a very intense time for a lot of people, but there is something we can do. We do have a part to play in this. No matter your background, no matter your ethnicity, we are in this together. Yeah. Black lives matter. Brown lives matter. All lives matter. White lives matter. I mean, this is what we're, we're going to. But at the same time, like you said, babe, we have to listen right now. This is the time. See, if we're going to graduate from being sons and daughters, one of the things that you realize being a father and mother is you have to become a great listener. Because if you don't become a great listener, you miss opportunities to not only bring solutions, but opportunities to father and mother. And this is what this nation leads. We got to remember right now, what is happening is that when an orphan has pain, right? When people don't feel a part of something bigger than themselves, but they don't feel like they're part of family and then they have pain. One of the biggest things that family does like I said earlier, it give, it helps give people's pain a purpose mm-hmm. because they're being heard. They're being listened to. And so everything you said, I, I would encourage the listener, go out and listen to somebody's story. And sometimes if you don't know what to say, start with your, sometimes the ability to listen starts with you being vulnerable. Vulnerability and authenticity sometimes has to start with us That's right. to be able to get somebody else's story to be able to listen. Sometimes people, you know, when you're vulnerable and authentic and it's real, you become safe. And the moment you become safe, people want to share and they want to share their stories. And this is a great time for us as the body of Christ to get real vulnerable, to get very authentic and to create an opportunity where we begin to share. See, we've said this even in marriage classes. We've said this in every, every area. The quickest way to see an upgrade in a relationship isn't so much sharing our victories. It's the ability to share our greatest fears. 
And if we can listen to those who have fears, I mean, just the other day, babe, I got a call from a good friend of ours, African-American college campus leader, and he said something that just hit me. He goes, my nine-year-old is listening to what's going on Mm. and came to me and said, daddy, I'm scared. Is this going to happen to me? I mean, imagine a kid growing up in this world, seeing what's going on in our our nation and saying, is this going to happen to me? And this is what's happening all over our nation. But unless you hear this story, unless you listen to the story, you don't know. You don't know what other families are going through. And this is the time for us to listen. You know, we, we totally recognize that this is a podcast and this might not be the best way to communicate, but I feel like we need to do this. If you have ever experienced the effects of the evil called racism, yeah. if we were sitting with you at a table right now, looking you in the eye, we want to say we're so sorry. We're so sorry for any amount of rejection you faced, for being ostracized, for being profiled, for being treated differently because you your your skin may be a certain color. We just we just want to say we're sorry. And that should never happen. You know, on top of that, I feel like we also want to be able to speak and just release a blessing to you. Yeah. There's something that happens when a father and a mother releases a blessing. And if we could just speak to you, and like I said, we're, we're, we're not claiming to be your father and mother, but there is a spiritual aspect in the kingdom that is so powerful. And, and, and when Des was saying that right now, I just felt like this is how we needed to end. Yeah today's podcast if you're listening today and you too whether you've experienced racism or whether you're on that side right now where you're just like you're you feel the pain of others and and you're seeing everything that's going on in our nation you just feel like you're you're stuck because you don't know what to do i'm going to pray that god not only speaks to you and gives you a spirit of wisdom and revelation but those who have faced racism, those who are living real pain right now that want answers, we're going to declare not only that answers will be given, but we're going to declare that things begin to shift. Yeah. And so, Father, I just pray for the listener right now. I just, there's something powerful about a father's and mother's blessing. And Lord, we recognize that there is something significant that happens within family. And right now, there are so many in this nation who feel like they're not part of family. That they don't have a seat at the table. And Father, as church leaders, we repent of that. First of all, we stand on the gap. We stand in the gap. Lord, we know that Azusa Street Revival started in the midst of racism, but we also know that it ended because of racism. Forgive us as leaders. In the church, Lord, and we stand in the gap for any, even at a systematic level that we have not noticed. But Lord, I prophesy as as Azusa Street ended because of racism, we declare that this racism issue that is being brought to the surface in our nation right now would actually be the beginning of a new move of God that will not end. 
Yes, Lord. And so we just declare a Father's blessing over you. And as a result of the Father's blessing, we declare that you would come into an upgraded understanding of your identity an opening and awareness of your seat at the table and an empowerment to become who you were created to be with no one and nothing holding you back. Yes, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you that you are raising up fathers and mothers in this hour to heal the wounds of the fatherlessness and the motherlessness in our nation. God, we thank you in the midst of this that you are good and you are present in our time of need. God, and I just bless the listener right now with a mother's blessing and everything that a mother brings. Lord, I bless you. I bless you with all the favor of heaven. I bless you. I bless your voice, that your voice will be heard. You will not be silenced any longer. I bless you with the true identity of Christ that he can only say over you. I bless you with health and wealth and wholeness in all of your being. I bless you in all your relationships. And I just declare reconciliation would flow through your life at every level. Lord, I thank you for the calling that you have to raise these ones up in this hour. Come on. That are voices that are going to bring reformation. Lord, we just bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening to this episode today. And we want to encourage you. Would you go out and spend the rest of this day or time? And would you reach out to somebody today? Would you check on them? Would you love on them? Would you listen to them? Remember. Family is where life begins. Destiny is found. Identity is enhanced. Everybody has a seat at this table. And love never ends. Love you guys. And we'll see you next week. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.